0: ...bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of Sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King-deals zijn
1: maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Woo! Welcome along to this week's Talkie United Yellow Army Herald Express Devon Live podcast... Thank you very much for joining us. I know a lot of people have been saying this week, I can't imagine what you're going to talk about on the podcast this week.
0: Well, we're glad to be back for a start, aren't we? We because are glad last to be. Week, we missed a week. it was, was, a, was, a, was a, a, a sad omission, um, unavoidable, but uh, there Indeed. we go. Uh, we, we um, haven't some got people Richard said I've been talking at myself for quite a long <laughs> time for the last few years, but I just couldn't do it on air last week. So, uh, But never mind, you, you had a week's...
1: I was um, d- I cross was,
0: country skiing and- much
1: as Torquay United. I was going downhill rapidly <laughs> last week and, and out of control. Steady arm, but steady um, on. there we go. So yeah, a lot of serious stuff to talk about this yeah. week. We've got a few lighter things to chat about later on as well. But uh, the big question is that the, the last two games, um, two home games, two defeats. Is this the point where the unthinkable becomes the inevitable? David, are we are, are we now preparing for relegation more seriously than we were a week ago?
0: Oh, yeah, I think yeah. that goes without saying. You can't lose 4-0 on the, at home to Bromley on the back of also losing to Eastleigh yeah. uh, uh, without that becoming a, 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 a greater possibility. Uh, uh, and at some stage, uh, um, I'm sure we'll probably say, well, it's now probable rather than possible. Yeah. In fact, we're, I'm sure we're in that territory. The are heavily odds-on to go down. I think to we go are, down. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, This club has got out of trouble many times in the past by having a bit of a never-say-die attitude. And I suppose if United could somehow go to Macclesfield on Saturday and win and then beat Barrow which for me is uh, is mm. the ultimate <laughs> we've been veering away from trying to describe matches as absolute must wins but if Barrow at home the week after Macclesfield is, if that isn't a must win game I don't know what because is because they're only just above because relegation be- exactly they? they're one of the club's talkie have got to catch yeah. to have a hope of staying up um, uh, if United could go and get but we've been saying ifs for the last few weeks yeah. haven't we we were hoping and uh, you know, chatting to all my mates Four points out of the Easterly bromley games, maybe yeah. six points okay. And what have United got? Nothing at all. And One goal scored and six against. And
1: minus five on the goal That's difference. That's right. Again. So um, It was interesting what you were saying the other day, and somebody said this to me last night as well, that after the match on Saturday, where everybody normally heads off to the pub and has a bit of a, a, a post-mortem on the game, nobody really wanted to do that after Saturday. Well, uh, you've... The the people that 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 I was chatting to, Uh, they just didn't do it. I've got a
0: great bunch of mates in Newton Abbott. They still go loyally week after week after week, and we meet up at a a, a pub in Newton Abbott. Uh, Well, I won't name it because you've got to run through all the rest of the pubs in Newton Abbott. Other pubs are uh, available. Other pubs are available, but uh, it's not a million miles from um, uh, Osborne Park and uh, and, um, the the, uh, uh, Newton Abbott station. Um, uh, and I walked in expecting uh, uh, to get a barrage of frustrated yeah. and angry yep. abuse, and I sat down with my pint and suddenly realised they weren't even talking about it. They couldn't bring themselves no. to talk about what had just gone on, uh, which was a relief to me because it meant that I didn't <laughs> have to try and uh, 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 you know put my six penneth in. But no, it, it was a stunning sort of... A stunning
1: second half, half come, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean I the I first half wasn't, wasn't there, but the first half was was okay, acceptable. Yeah,
0: it's in the circumstances it wasn't quite good enough because we were still one 0 down yeah. at half time. But they they'd played around. And, and that's the frustrating thing is that the previous week against Eastleigh, when they lost two one, and missed a penalty to tie it yeah. all up, um, had a penalty saved. Sorry, um, uh, uh, United played well that day. Or by most people's standards, okay. Yeah. nobody booed the team off against Eastleigh. They'd lost at home, again, the mm-hmm. seventh home defeat this season in the league, and no one booed them off. And everybody went went away and said, well, they, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. On Saturday, you get done four yeah. at home, three goals in 15 minutes in the second half. And Gary Hours, has, 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 I think, quite manfully also been trying to take the blame today for it. He sort of said, look... At two goals down, I changed the formation to try and chase the game. It opened us up, yeah. and we ended up losing four. He said, "I won't do that again." You know, and, I, and I, I didn't say it at the time, but I thought, "Well, Gary, hold on a minute. We're two down. What do you do? You can't carry on playing the same way as we no. were before. You have to change." Yeah, it, you know, the situation dictates that you do. Um, uh, uh, I've bored people many, many times over the years by saying, you know, it's not formations that win or lose matches it's players who, yeah. who, 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 you know and, and it it ended up turning sour big time on Saturday yeah. uh, uh, and I don't think anybody really blames anyone for that you know the, the United match. by the way there was what 60 or 70 people more there on Saturday than there was against Eastleigh yeah. the previous week yeah. with exactly it's the same away week away so um, and there were one or two isolated pluses uh, young Elliot Romain Rame- young Elliot Romaine he's twenty six. Uh, uh, looked a big plus up front without yeah. any support at all uh, um, uh, as I say G- Gary Hours he, he picked 10 of the players who played against Eastleigh mm. he didn't react to that defeat by ripping the team wow. to pieces there's only one change from the team against Bromley and that was Elliot Remain for Alex Fletcher up front the rest of the team was exactly the same and yet they did not perform to the same level as they had the previous week
1: now it's 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 baffling it isn't is, it for, it is yeah um, alright. and first half
0: Strong wind against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, OK. Uh, Luke Young hits the post from 35 yards. Uh, um, all right, it was it was OK. It was, you know, and all of a sudden we were all just starting to think, right, get to half-time, nil-nil. Wind behind us, which, of course, duly appeared to drop a little bit in the <laughs> second half, but never mind. Um, but as soon as the second goal went in, United went out like a light. Yeah. And, and and in the circumstances that the club is in, and ours is... is perfectly sanguine with all of that he says he doesn't, you know, people who come along and pay their money yeah. are entitled to say, yeah. And yeah. without it getting abusive what the hell they like and there were a lot of unhappy people and they people, did and, they yeah. did. and, yeah. and, and um, uh, it was just a huge it was a, it was. A, I mean all of us you know, I, I was well, you can overstate it, but I, I felt a numb, you know, all weekend yeah. you know, thinking well goodness sake, come on uh, 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 and it's, it's. you're asked the question, you know, you are staring relegation yeah. in the face. Of course you are. The, the, the sheer maths of it uh, uh, dictate that. Well, uh, I did an interview with Clark Osborne on the Saturday morning, Yeah. obviously before the game. Um, I did mention, uh, you know, w- what direction are you going to head down if we're relegated? Um, he started off by saying, uh, understandably, look, I don't even want to address that. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, we're going to stay up, and we're still fighting to stay up. And this was obviously before the Bromley before yeah. match. Um, uh, I, and I pressed him a little bit on it, and eventually he did say, which I'm sure people have read in the Herald Express and online, uh, um, and he was quite emphatic about it. He said, look, if we go down... We will only be down for one season, and he repeated it to me. Yeah. Now that's a, I think it's a rather uh, uh, ambitious and. Um well whatever you want to say because let's face it there'll be three or four other if United do go down yeah. there'll be three or four or five other teams in the, in the National League South all trying to get up yeah. into the conference and you'll and these, have to compete with that These but
1: are hard leagues to get out of is we, well, You only have to we ask know this one fans is. how hard these it's leagues quite, are to get out
0: of Are York going to automatically bounce mm. back up from the National League North? No, no they're probably not it's, it's a tough old thing I do understand from uh, um, what I'm hearing at Playmore that in the not too distant future, Clark Osborne will be coming out to announce even more investment in the club. Uh, they are, are, I think, they're planning more work out at the training ground to improve the s- facilities mm. out there. Because of course, United are still pressing ahead with their plans to have a reserve team next season, as well as the academy. Uh, the reserve team has to have somewhere to play on a regular basis, and if in the weather as it has been the last yeah. few weeks. So, from what I understand, that it, that will be happening um, now. Uh, uh, Osborne, who I've only met a couple of times, uh, um, he's you know not a bosom pal of mine or an enemy. I don't, we, we don't go down that road. Um, but uh, you've got Hartlepool, who who are See, struggling an, to an stay in existence. situation with Hartlepool, isn't yeah. it? Stru- Hartlepool are hanging on by their fingernails at the moment to. Yeah. Existence or avoiding going into administration. Chester have just sacked their chief executive as a cost-cutting mm-hmm. measure, and they've got problems now. Hartlepool, I understand from stories up there that their outgoings are in the region of one hundred and twenty-five to one hundred and fifty thousand pound a month. Yeah, and they can't cover it. Now United's outgoings a month, I'm given to understand, are not quite as much as that, but not far behind. Right. So even if United's outgoing are approaching a hundred thousand a month. On gates of 1,600, yeah,
1: 1500, yeah.
0: 1500, somebody has to write out a pretty impressive check every month to, 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 to yeah. be covering all of that.
1: Because it, I mean, it's important to stress that Torquay are not in the same financial situation exactly. as Hartlepool. Yeah, quite. I mean, what, whatever yeah. else is going badly wrong, absolutely. At Playmore, yeah, and um, it is. Yeah. we'll address yeah. some uh, the, of that. In the a team,
0: it, the team is the yeah. team is is not good enough. The team no. is taking twenty points from thirty games. Yeah, uh, uh, and and. Uh, uh, I think that you can you can discuss all this until you're blue in the face about background reasons and and all of that kind of stuff. I, I am a great believer is that when something goes badly wrong, just to look at the immediate mm. situation is delusional. You know, things have gone on before which have contributed to this. Well, this is the culmination
1: um, of five or six years, absolutely, of things going badly absolutely. wrong for yeah, whatever and, reason and lack
0: of. Decent direction yeah. uh, and and good decision making on essentially the football side. Yeah. The moment United got relegated back to the Conference in 2014
1: mm-hmm.
0: was the absolute turning point. Yeah, and uh, uh, when Chris Hargreaves was brought in halfway through that season, uh, uh, when Alan they let Alan Ill carry on for a while after he and Sean Taylor had kept just yep. about kept United up the previous season. Chris Argues was brought in and to try and keep United in the Football League. And he ended up being able to sign Shaquille Coulthurst, Bailey Cargill, youngsters, yeah. Yeah. kids from championship and premier league clubs on two three hundred pounds a week and was expected to keep United in the Football League. Mm. And it didn't happen. And it would provi- and it was a, a, a that the moment United went back down again into the conference,
1: yeah, was a huge, huge tumble. And we've um, we've barely been in the top half of the National League we for ten minutes, we have we? haven't we? Yeah,
0: briefly under Chris Cargreaves at the start of the following season, when Luke Young went off like a rocket yeah. and was firing him in from all over the place, uh, uh, we we had a, a bad day. I think it was at Telford or something like that where they lost four mm. uh, three. Aaron Downs got sent off, and and. Yeah. Various other things, and and United lost two or three games in quick succession, and they never recovered. They finished about thirteenth, I think, that season. Yeah. Apart from that, it's been a, an escape every single year, um, and uh, because the moment a club like Torquay slips to this level and loses all that football league funding, yeah, that Exeter City, bless them, up the road get every single month, every single month, every single quarter. Sorry, it's the best part of seven hundred and fifty thousand quid before you even kick a ball. Yeah. The moment you drop down, that's the reason that's why that's gone, isn't that's it? That's all yeah. gone. Yeah. Well, you get it. You get half of it, which is about a quarter of a million in your first season. Mm. Uh, you lose all the all the youth scheme funding, the academy funding, etc., etc., etc. And that's why so many clubs over the years, Bristol Rovers and Luton, and all these people have made a huge effort. And of course, United did. Yeah. The first time they were relegated, made a huge effort to get back up as soon as possible. Uh, once you start joining. Essentially, you know, with all due respect to Braintree's and the
1: yeah. Solihull well,
0: Moors, and and um, you you are then relying on somebody coming in and yeah. putting in a shed load of money to try and turn the thing around.
1: See that, so that leads me to the next question that I was going to put to you, and I know you've put this to Clark Osborne as well. Let's say Talker United do go down this season, play in National League South next season. Do they play as full time or part time?
0: Well, I did ask. You know, I didn't put that to him in, in, in as many words. I, I said, "Look, what would be the plan for, yeah. for next year?" And he he said, "Look, I'm sorry. We're not, I'm not going to go down that road until we know. Until it's absolutely mathematically certain." Um, uh, I personally can't help thinking, and I, we've mentioned it on this, that a certain amount of part time players at lower league level makes absolute sense. It used to happen back in the fifties. Yeah. Um, uh, even in the football league, um, uh, I would imagine that there would be some element of part-time players at Playmore. Funnily enough, the players who I think would make most sense to be part-time are your best ones, your best and most experienced players. How so? Because you can offer them, hopefully if you can find them a job or a part-time job or, or start them off on a career after football, yeah. you might be able to offer them a package that makes sense. Okay. But if you're trying to pay the type of wages in a Conference South Club, a National League South Club, you, you're, you're, you're going to be committing huge amounts of yeah. money um, to players who, are they going to be you know, quite good enough? I, I think the players who need to be training every day are, yo- are your younger players right. who you want to develop and improve and, and work with. The, the, your more established senior players... I think those are the ones that you could go to, say, a Chris Hargreaves of a few years ago or a Guy Branston or somebody like that, your senior, one or mm-hmm. two of the senior pros, say, look, all right, you're 32 years old. You know, you, you know, you're exactly the type we want on and off the pitch. We're going to put a package together, which means yeah. that part of the week you'll be doing this, training two, three times a week, especially if they're living here, I think that is, is, yeah. is a possible way, to he- a road to head down. Not with all of them, but, uh, um, and especially if uh, somebody like Osborne is prepared to fund a serious effort to get out of uh, 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 the National League South, or even this league. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't understand why, why there aren't more. In fact, there is still an element of part-time in quite a few clubs this season, uh, even, in the, conf- even yeah. in the National League. So I think it's certainly worth it It must be a possibility be, but yeah, put like that. the sheer finances would, would almost yeah. certainly dictate it
1: now since uh, since the weekend obviously we we keep an eye on social media as part of the job these days and the fans have been firing off in all directions on social yep. media you can understand why we've Absolutely. been getting flack the club's been getting flack the players have been getting flack. but most of all Clark Osborne has been getting flack yeah he's obviously he's aware of this you know he, he's not He's not hiding from this at all. Do you think he should be at games more than he is?
0: I think if there's one if there's one thing that you can criticise him for, in terms of let's face it, in terms of actions and 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 and, and rather than perceptions, is his visibility. Yeah, you 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 can say, look, uh, uh, he should be here. Now, having said that. By being here, does he actually exacerbate the situation? Well, or, or, th- that's the risk, it, Or is that an excuse? But I don't know. Uh, um, uh, he he he's he hasn't been here as much as a lot of people would want him to be. I think I think and people I think would
1: pe- would think well, at least he's here. You know, yeah. if he was sat there behind the uh, behind the Torquay nameplate, yeah, you'd think well, at least he's here. To, yeah. to see this and to hear what the fans are saying and yes. to hear the kind of reaction. And that I the think team's that's getting.
0: that's a. Yeah, that, that's a Perfectly valid point to make. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, if there's a choice for me between somebody financially supporting the club for whatever reason yeah. he's doing it, and and the fact that Torquay aren't in Hartlepool's situation or in Chester's or in one or two, I, I think if I had to choose between one or the other, I'd go for the yeah. guy who keeps writing the cheque. out
1: and there, um, there is the point but, that we've made a few times. Um, and it, it is a little bit hackneyed now, but it's worth making again that we would have been relegated last season if Clark Osborne slash GI hadn't come in, well, because we by, would have gone into administration.
0: Absolutely. I mean, but, and by the way, we're not. This isn't a line we're peddling. Dave Phillips, the chairman of the old board, said that United were within days of going yeah. into administration. So it's not. This isn't a card that Osborne keeps playing. The previous re- regime said it. Oh, and by the way, the previous regime of Dave Phillips, a fantastic, long-standing and committed supporter, uh, um, I think you and I attended a press conference about 18 months, two years ago, uh, at Playmore, where Dave Phillips and Steve Bree, the chief executive, were proposing moving United to a new stadium at at, uh, um, <laughs> at Nightingale Park. Yes, they were, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, now, now Osborne is seen, you know... Guy, you and I have Playmore in our blood and, and yeah. we never ever want to watch Talk United play anywhere else. I certainly don't. But uh, um, if successive regimes and people... you know, now, yeah. n- now, Clark Osborne is almost the devil incarnate himself for proposing this. I think the one key area, which is still a grey area, which will have to be sorted at sooner or later, is what happens to Playmore.
1: That, and there's and, so many different and, um, interests in that, aren't correct. There as well?
0: Correct. In other words, and the council, of course, yeah. played just as big a part in this as Clark Osborne and Gaming International. In other words, what happens to Playmore if the council sell it to Clark Osborne? What would Clark Osborne, or what could Clark Osborne, or anybody else who happens to own the club for that matter, mm. do with that Playmore site? Will they still be, Would they be allowed to build houses on it straight away? I think that's unlikely. Yeah, there are, <laughs> um, there are covenants, there are, there are, all there are sorts rights of way, things. there are all it, kinds of things exactly. involved in that. So you've got these uh, negotiations which were suddenly put on hold last summer, weren't yeah, they, yeah. between the council and, and GI, about the future of the tenancy at Plainmore, because obviously the council owned the site. And they've suddenly been put on hold until G.I. come up with detailed plans for a new stadium complex, almost certainly down at Nightingale Park. Very similar, so I understand, to the one that York City are currently building on the outskirts of York, because they are just preparing to move from Booth and Crescent, which has been their home for a 100-and-something years. Yeah. Um, but that issue about what happens to Playmore must be addressed. Yes. And, that yeah. is, and it's the one weakness, in a way, in Clark... Osborne's sort of standpoint at the moment is that neither he nor the council have come out and said why that they want the free why, why you know what, what will happen to yeah. play more if the council sell the freehold uh, and and because if that's part of the financial package of moving the club mm. and building a new stadium package then it has to be specified and laid out yeah. as to what all that is about and what the consequences are.
1: And for the sake of people living in that area of Torquay, it has to be done up front, doesn't it? Because you could squeeze an awful lot of houses onto that um, that postage stamp of land in there, couldn't you? Probably you probably could. Uh, and, and if and, that's and, and, what's... Yeah, I mean, no, no, nobody
0: this. nobody has said this is going to happen, nope. nobody has said it, but there's a, but whilst that remains as a kind of a massive question mark over the whole thing, then... Clark Osborne, in this particular case, because he happens to be the guy owning yeah. the club and the thing, is has that bullet fired at him, and and it just needs to be resolved mm. whether it will be in the immediate future or not. We don't know. All these all these discussions have been put on hold until they come up with detailed plans. And Clark Osborne said that came out in the Herald Express this week is that he fully expects those detailed plans to be submitted during this calendar year. Yeah. Uh, um, at the moment. Everybody has just been so consumed. I think we're trying to avoid this yeah. dreadful relegation that's facing everybody at the moment. That I think one or two, other, quite a few other things have been put on the back burner, yeah. and, uh, which is understandable.
1: Well, we must mention, of course, before we leave the um, the off the field activities, the Torquay United Supporters Trust have a special general meeting, which has been a lot of talk about that as well. We've done a couple of pieces on uh, the Devon Live website and in the Herald Express on that. We should stress it is for members only.
0: Oh, is it? Right. It is
1: for members only of the Talk United Supporters Trust, happening next Tuesday at the Livermead Cliff next Tuesday evening. Um, at one stage,
0: I think they were sort of saying...
1: Prospective members. Yeah. What, what you can do is you can join, join the yeah. Talk United Supporters Trust between now and Tuesday, right. and you would then be able to go yeah. to the meeting. All details are on their website. Um, But if you're not a member of the Supporters' Trust, you aren't able to take part in that meeting. What they have said today is that once that special general meeting of the Supporters' Trust has happened, there may well be a bigger open meeting uh, to follow at some date in the future when everybody can get along and chip in. But for the time being, in case anybody's got the wrong end of the stick, next Tuesday's meeting is for Supporters' Trust members only. But there's nothing to stop you joining between now and next Tuesday. I
0: think as well, uh, we were just discussing, you know... uh, people's anger with, with Clark Osborne um, is that he never has held that forum, that personal no, forum no. Uh, that he indicated would be held um, uh, when he took over. Um, and I think that would be a help. I'm sure it would be a, a testing evening, especially yeah. in the light of what's happened. Um, but I, I think everybody who goes to play more at all regularly knows what the situation is it's a great club yeah. the ground is
1: stonking ground is, yeah uh, fan base it, is strong and very and, supportive and passionate and yeah. very
0: supportive and we'll come on to that in a minute another in, instance of that in a minute uh, you've got a training ground with with a bit more investment would be all singing all dancing mm-hmm. you've got a proper infrastructure at the club it's working uh, uh, you've got a Fledgling Academy, you've got a, a, an awful lot of... The, the one thing it hasn't got is a team on the pitch. Yeah.
1: Um, For reasons that are baffling every, to yeah, everybody. That's right. To all of us, not least to Gary uh, um, no, Owens and Martin Cooper. No, and
0: especially uh, in a league where uh, United can win 1-0 at Sutton, and who Oof, are top yeah. of the table, and uh, AFC Fylde can beat Macclesfield, the leaders, 6-0, as they did last weekend. Uh, and Danny Rowe not score.
1: Yes, um, that was amazing. Um, yeah, it? Uh,
0: but so, it, and it, so week in week out, the fans at Playmore turn up and say, "Well, we're not we're not that much worse than them, or we're better than them, mm-hmm. or whatever." And yet there they are yeah. at the bottom of the table with twenty goals. The fact uh, twenty points. The fact is, you look at the point, the the the, the facts and the figures, and uh, let's face it, American sports fans home in on this relentlessly, don't they? United have scored fewer goals than anybody else and they've conceded yeah. more and, and I think
1: I'm right in saying that uh, and that's the fact that's the, the bottom line isn't yeah. it absolutely the bottom line OK, one more thing uh, on a similar topic. I'm sorry he's not here with us this afternoon. He's busy elsewhere. But Richard, a uh, really good piece that Richard wrote in the Herald Express this week about um, the club, not a commodity, not a property on the Monopoly board. That's online and it's in your Herald Express this week. A lot of people have been reacting to that as well. Uh, good piece by Richard Then Luke Young and Sean McGinty. We yep. talked about the possibility of those two players getting a move. I uh, spoke to one fan this week who said to me, he really hopes Luke Young gets a move because Luke Young this season doesn't deserve to be dragged down with Torquay United. No,
0: and I, th- I think uh, uh, in recent weeks, I've mentioned that in match reports as yeah. well. Uh, I think, funnily enough, uh, uh, Sean McGinty, who I think, has been an absolute rock at the back and, w- and was, um, you know, I thought it was a great decision by ours to make him captain yeah. uh, in Josh Gowling's injury absence. Gowling was back, by the way, on, on yes, the bench yes. last Saturday. Um, uh, uh, I, I, I think in the last couple of games, uh, I, I think even Sean would, would probably agree, he hasn't been quite as good as he's been mm. uh, in previous weeks and months. Uh, but, you know, hey, <laughs> he's been trying to carry that back yes. for, 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 for quite a while anyway. And the same with Luke Young in midfield. Uh, Luke Young didn't have his greatest game on Saturday, uh, um, despite... Hitting the post, yeah. but he was still easily our best midfield player. Um, Do you uh, think there's
1: a likelihood that teams will still be looking at those two? Then? I'm sure still, they're still a week to go I'm before sure the league looking. club's window. Absolutely, closes. I'm yeah. sure
0: they're looking. Um, now, Gary Hours has already said that if he was both of those, he'd say, Look, hold on a minute, will I get myself a better move in the summer than mm-hmm. I will get in a, in a bit of a emergency situation now? Yeah. And I think I probably, you know, if you, but. Do they want to hang around? I mean, at the moment, uh, you'd probably have one or two clubs seriously interested yeah. in Young and McGinty. Come the summer, you probably get be more. any amount, yeah. couldn't you? So, uh, I, I think they've been tremendously committed up to now, and still are. Um, and they were last Saturday as well. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed that they can stay in a yellow shirt uh, yeah. for the rest of this season it's a strange um, situation
1: isn't it where the fans would not begrudge either of them a move though no, uh, on, a personal, moment, on a personal level no, no, that's right at yeah, the moment. Yeah.
0: I think uh, last Saturday one, one of the, the, the sort of, for, well almost the only thing that didn't go wrong last Saturday was Brett Williams scoring wasn't it that, yeah. that would just about yeah. have finished everybody off uh, to, to say nothing of the Penalty that Clark, Ryan Clark saved near the end. The fans um, gave
1: Brett Williams quite a, a warm reception, didn't they? Yeah, like and yeah.
0: this this has cropped up. The reaction of the fans last last, last Saturday, uh, especially uh, um, Gary Owes, was was miffed. Uh, I think putting it mildly uh, mm. to the fact to the reaction to Tommy O'Sullivan and Jamie Reid being taken off. Yeah. Um, uh, in the second half, uh, there were cheers and applause. Now, uh, Gary Owes, he's quite. I said, look. I come from a part of the world where, it, when you play for Sunderland, it's either the greatest place crowd to play in front of or the worst. Yeah. You know that that they you either do it up there or you don't do it. And I think on Saturday, I don't think the reaction of the pop side and some people in the crowd, or uh, and it wasn't everybody, mm. uh, to Tommy O'Sullivan being and Jeremy Reed being taken off in the second. I don't think it was that personal. I think they were just reacting yeah. to an inadequate performance. Uh, only a few minutes later, the same supporters were applauding Elliot Romain off the pitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, because they had seen that he had put it in big time or done his best in pretty difficult circumstances because United never got any support to him all mm-hmm. in afternoon. Um, so it's not as if the fans were absolutely waiting to slaughter anybody. Um, uh, and uh, it was, you know, the fact was, United were completely outplayed. Uh, uh, and outworked at times as well, and certainly out-tackled. And, you know, (laughs) paying football fans are not going to stand and watch that, especially when United are in the the position that they they were. They expect Um, better,
1: they expect some fight, they expect some passion, don't they? Well,
0: if Tommy O'Sullivan, who's a nice lad and a perfectly decent player, if he comes out and wins his next tackle in the next home game, in the first few minutes of the match they'll be solidly behind him. Yeah. That's all that, 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 that uh, is at issue. He, he's a hard-working player. He'd played very well against Eastleigh the week before. No-one mm-hmm. was looking to... Uh, uh, and he wasn't, let's face it, those were the two players that happened to be withdrawn on Saturday. There were several more that that, that, that faded away in the second half. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it was that personal. It was just people watching yet another mm. uh, disappointing home performance. And you're somebody's going to get it, aren't yeah. they? And... and Uh, it it was a shame no one likes to hear it or see it Um, you know my goodness we've been covering this for what far too long long time and not not being able to bring people good news and cheer them up Um, and uh, it's and and, you know we're more or less paid to go along other people are are shelling out their hard-earned money and uh, incredibly
1: they're still doing it interested to see uh, Talon Mitchell on the bench on Saturday? No, uh, um, the, we've, we've, there's another Mitchell. It wasn't Talon Mitchell. No, 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 no,
0: no. We've we've si- we've since signed um, a, a winger uh, called Mitchell.
1: There you yeah, go. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah, now, yeah, that's re- my mistake yeah, from re- being Reese
0: Mitchell from elsewhere. from Chesterfield. Yeah, that, that, that was your week off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, now we we've signed it, a winger called uh, re- Reese Mitchell from
1: uh, um, uh, see, uh, from, from Chesterfield. See, I can't keep up. With well, there the, uh, you go. No, that's right. yeah, yeah. No, my apologies. There, not at all. So. Saturday we're off to Macclesfield. Macclesfield away, the leaders, the league leaders, with many ex goals yeah, in the um, side.
0: Um Courtney Richards is in the squad. Yeah. Whether he'll play or not, not sure. Jared is similar. Callum Evans has since mm-hmm. joined them. Who was on loan here, of course. That's, um, that's a
1: huge tall order, isn't it? I mean, I know every game's a tall order at the moment, but this is just massive, isn't well,
0: it? Well, you look at Macclesfield, and honestly, I think they're an object lesson. Uh, I'm sure there are things happening at Macclesfield that not everybody would agree with, and I'm not trying to say they're perfect. But under John Askey, over the last five years, uh, they're an ex-football league club. Let's face it, they were non-league for many, many mm. years. Yeah. Uh, they haven't thrown a load of money at it, but they've developed a way of playing. they pass the ball yeah. endlessly. They've just missed out year after year after year after year not quite in the playoffs, just outside, sometimes just in, but never quite making it. Mm. And they've kept on playing the same way. And if you'd have turned around at the start of this season, especially when I saw the players they'd lost, uh, players like Chris Holroyd, who went to Wrexham, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, they signed a called Scott called uh, Scott Wilson from Eastleigh, who scored about nine or ten goals mm. last season. He's the leading scorer. And they've played exactly the same way. And on January, the, whenever it was, they were six points clear at the top of the yeah. table. They're not that far ahead now. But they, they have a way of playing, and uh, John Askey, the manager, they stick to it, um, and all, all credit to them. I'd love to see them go up, yeah. because in a way, they'll be going up without breaking the bank and without throwing the Forest Green, Eastley-type money at it. Um, I still think Tranmere are on the, everybody's case at the moment. yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, no, it's, it is a tall order. Um, but United have proved in the past that just when... Uh, you you give them absolutely no chance at all you never know. They come I thought I yeah. thought Elliot Romain was a real plus last last Saturday. He worked hard, he's got a bit of pace, he could hold the ball up. He looked like always looked like the man most likely to score. Uh, it's still frustrating at United they haven't managed to to sign someone yeah. someone yeah. else up there. But you you know uh, Gary owes has brought in Alex Fletcher from Plymouth. Uh, Alright, he's not a barn door center forward, but he's, you know, decent. Yeah. Uh, you've got Rory Keating still there. Uh, um, uh, I think there may well be a change of formation back to the three at the back. I yeah. think Gary Hours has, has had a look at it in the last couple of games, realised that we that the United's midfield basically is too open with yeah. only two central midfield players as opposed to like three or five in midfield. Yeah. Um, so we'll see where he goes with that. Um, yeah. It's who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who
1: knows. Fingers crossed. We're in. We're in. Desperate territory, aren't we? We are indeed. So to finish on I was a slightly sad note to finish as well, the death of Jimmy Armfield this well, week. We, we we need to record. Yeah,
0: coming on the back of Cyril Regis's death, yeah. which saddened everybody quite rightly. Um, although I did a piece in the Herald this week, sort of uh, sort of desperate, obviously not trying to take anything away from Cyril Regis, but recalling one or two other black players in Torquay colours who. who you know, before and after yeah. Regis, who who had had to handle what he and you know the um, the other black lads in, yeah. uh, at, at Regis's time went through, um, uh, and then on the back of that, uh, the news that Jimmy Armfield yeah. has, has passed on, and I, I've got it, it personally saddened me, uh, not because I knew him well, because I I, mm. I certainly didn't, but I spent uh, one. For me, unforgettable afternoon sitting alongside him in the Blackpool press box. Yeah, um, it was uh, 1983. I think it was November, December time, 1983. Um, uh, he was commentating for Radio Lancashire at the time, rather than yeah. the, the, the sort of BBC Radio Five Live. Um, Bruce Rayok was the manager, uh, and it was memorable for me uh, for two reasons. First of all, Bruce Rioc pulled the old ruse of putting four men up on the halfway line when we were defending our own cor- a corner, yeah. and a completely stuffed <laughs> Blackpool. Uh, Sam Ellis was the Blackpool manager. Uh, he put four of Torquay players up on the halfway line. Yeah, and Blackpool immediately panicked and had to bring it. They they brought four back. A uh, uh, two ended up halfway in between yeah. uh, our box and their halfway line, not knowing where to stand. Sam all- Sam Ellis shouting and bawling. Of course, the whole idea was that John Turner, who was in goal, and we had, and John Impey and David Carr were the two centre-backs. Yeah. And they all liked to attack the ball and head the ball. And Bruce Rale was convinced that part of the problems in your own penalty area caused by having too many players in there right. and the blokes not actually being able to attack the ball. Um, and the very first corner that we had to defend, he cleared the box, put four men up on the halfway line, and John Turner came and caught the ball for the rest of the afternoon, and that yeah. was the end of that. Um, or he headed it away. Yeah, uh, We did lose 1-0 in the end, but, which is a bit of a shame. But after the game, uh, um, I'd been tapping away and uh, uh, doing my work, uh, and I'm trying to remember what sort of gear we had in those days, because I definitely... Uh, I. I I must have had a phone lead I think it was yeah. the phone I was ringing on and I leaned down at the end of the game to pull my phone lead out of the its socket and suddenly cut Jimmy Armfield off in his pride. No. yes <laughs> he, he was just going on with his post match his 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 hugely uh, 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 instructive yeah. and sympathetic and very listenable uh, verdict for Radio Lancashire and I managed to pull the, his, pull, pull the plug out and I'm my heart sank, and I thought, oh my God, you know this is i 've just yeah. <laughs> done this great man the ultimate disservice. I apologized profusely, I tried to plug it back in again, hope, hoping miraculously that <laughs> that the, I might be able to renew the connection well, of course it hadn 't, and was broken. I cowered away, I packed my stuff up, and I cowered away off into the um, uh, 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 press room for the press for the interviews afterwards. Yeah. Hoping that he wouldn't come in <laughs> and I sort of put myself in a corner, and he walked into the into the fresh room afterwards, and I tried to pretend I was talking to somebody else or whatever it was, and he walked straight over to me and he said, "Don't, don't even think about it." He said, "We've all done it," uh, and I I was profuse. And I said, "I'm so sorry." I said, "I just you know, of all yeah. people to do it sort of thing." I, I'm sorry. I, did. I was so careless. You know, blah 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 blah. Don't think twice about it. He said proper gentleman yeah, proper gentleman and he put me at my ease and and we had a little chat about stuff and he'd asked me where I'd come from and he'd discussed yeah. <laughs> the, the clearing of the, <laughs> of the box by Bruce Rioch and how fascinating he was what a great idea was etc and he couldn't have been nicer so that, that was a you know, we, we only met once after that yeah but I'll never forget that afternoon And did he what, remember what the a, afternoon he, oh yes, yeah, yes course, yeah, he, yeah, he, he yeah. remembered he said <laughs> oh you're the guy that <laughs> pulled the plug um, <laughs> out uh, but uh, no, uh, a wonderful, wonderful yeah. man, and um, a lot of people have been saying what you know he was a product of a wartime background, and and mm. uh, um, you know that governed his whole outlook on life and the way he went about things, and etc. 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 Which I'm sure is all correct, but uh, um, I think what. Everybody says is what a great bloke he was, yeah. what a wonderful man he was, and of course, although George Cohen ended up playing right back in the World Cup final, there were plenty of people that thought that Jimmy Arnfield was yeah. at least as good as him, if not better. And uh, uh, of course, he got injured at the wrong time, and, and that was that. But of course, as other people have said, um, I mean, I think we all know how desperately disappointing Jimmy Greaves felt yeah. that he didn't, that he he didn't play in the World Cup final when he was the top striker in world football probably or one of them yeah. uh, and Jimmy Armfield didn't either and of course when it was put to him as well he just turned around and he said yeah but isn't it great that we won
1: and uh, again it's, it shows the quality of the man it does, it? Yeah. It does indeed. well we've taken up quite enough of your time on, uh, on this week's uh, Devon Live Herald Express Yellow Army Talker United podcast um, if you're heading up to Mattlesfield at the weekend give them a cheer for me I won't be able to make that not a million miles safe journey it's and as it's, e- quite,
0: it's quite a normal one for uh, it's the M6 <laughs> the goals again, fans. again, isn't it? Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> Enjoy, and as ever, we finish. Come, Come on, on, you Year's.